Today, what I want to talk to you guys about is as I was watching, well, let me ask you this. How many of you guys have seen the movie Divergent? Because I want to know just who I'm speaking to. I think, okay, so most of you have seen this movie, Divergent. Uh, inside this movie, there's a guy, and the only way for me to describe him in my own personal words is he is a total jerk. He's a total jerk. And this guy's name would be Eric. He's the guy that's kind of looking at us. Eric, he's kind of got uh, two, I guess, piercings in his eyebrows. So, uh, so, so that's... So that's Eric, and he's talking to another guy from the movie named Four. And this guy, this guy is a total jerk. He literally makes his living, I guess, in this movie being mean to people. And in this movie, I kept watching him, and what I kept seeing over and over and over again is he was bullying everyone around him. They called him initiates. I think he was in his position just so he could get in there and just be mean to these people because apparently he got something out of being mean to people. So what I want to talk to you guys about today is I want to talk to you guys about bullying. I don't know about you, but when I was in school, it's not that I could specifically remember a ton of moments where someone would completely beat me up, but there was just this underlying current of just a bad taste in my mouth because of how people treated me. I'll tell you guys this, I was a little different than most people in my high school. I was quiet, I was shy, I didn't have a lot of friends. And this kind of made me place myself in a position where people would tend to, to pick on me. They would bully me. And I think this is a very legit thing, and now you guys have to experience it way different than I do. I was thinking about this, you guys have Facebook, and you guys have text messages. When I went home from school, I was done with school. My friends, or I shouldn't say my friends, people at school because I didn't have any friends. But people at school didn't know my number. They weren't going to call me and start mocking me. They aren't going to post stuff on instant media, uh, on social networking. I was going to say instant messenger, and then I realized that that's really old. Uh, AOL instant messenger in the host. Now, anyways, uh, what I want to talk to you guys today is I want to talk to you about bullying. So what I did is, because you guys like Google, I'm sure, uh, I went online, I busted out Google, and I said, define bully. And it gave me some definitions, so I thought they were pretty cool. Uh, First one is this, a person who uses strength or power to harm or intimidate those who are weaker. Well, that was good. And then I, I did the same thing again, and it gave me a different definition. I don't know how Google did that, but I guess it wanted to give me something different. So I did the exact same thing again, uh, and it said, uh, to use superior strength or influence to intimidate someone, typically to force him or her to do what one wants. Uh, when I was your guys' age, I heard a definition of bullying that I liked. The definition of bullying that I liked was bullying is using your actions or your words to bring another person down in order to lift yourself up. So today what I want to talk to you guys about is bullying. And I'm going to be honest, there are people in this room that have been bullied, and there are people in this room that have bullied. And I will be flat up honest, I've used, by this definition, I've used my actions and my words to put another person down so that I can lift myself up. So if you look at this definition, I've actually, I fit right in there. Not that I tried to do it on purpose all the time, but there was a time in my past where I'd actually do that. And it was built out of just different insecurities and all this different stuff. But there are people sitting in this room, there, there are some 
sitting here that, that walk through this every day on both sides. So what we've got to do is we've got to take and reevaluate the situation from the perspective of we are Christians. And we've got to say, are our actions doing what they should? And then we've got to ask ourselves, are other people's actions bringing us down? And we got to look at that. But before we go, before we even get going, I just want to pray and ask God to speak to us, God to speak to each of our hearts, what he wants to speak to us. Because the word of God is awesome, and as we get into it, it could speak different things that each of us need at the same time. So it's pretty awesome. But we, we want to invite God here. So would you all, again, bow your heads and close your eyes, and then I'd love to pray. Father, I thank you for this time to come into this place and get into your Bible, Lord. I ask you to open up our hearts as we're talking about bullying. We're all in different perspectives. We're all in different places. Lord, I ask you to, to open up our hearts so that we can hear from you today because that's why we're here, Lord, is we are here so that we can hear from you. And we just pray all this in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen. So I can honestly tell you that I've never been in that situation. Has anyone in here ever been mugged by four or five, six people, put up to a cliff and almost thrown off? Ninjas? Anyone get ninjas attacking them in the middle of the night? Maybe some samurai coming in? Uh, I've never been in that situation. However, let me tell you this. When I take and step back from it for a second and I look at that, that situation seems all too familiar to me. When I, was in, when I was in high school, I never had anyone take me into a locker room and, and, and begin to punch me and kick me and beat me up. I've never, I never had that. Some of you have. I've never had someone throw me into a locker or throw me into a wall. I've never had anyone do these things. But I can tell you that just if you look at my four years of high school because of the situation I was in and different things going on in my life and my personality and my lack of confidence, I would remove myself from people. And because of that, I put myself in a position where I opened up the ability for people to begin to mock me. And I had no confidence to stand up to them. And I didn't have anything in the back, any foundation to stand on because I didn't know God. So what I did is I put myself in a position where everyone would say things and I didn't know that they weren't true. How many of you guys have ever heard the term, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me? Uh, let me tell you that that is the biggest bunch of, well, it's a lie. Let me just say it that way. It's a flat up lie. It's someone, someone had some really good intentions. They were talking to their, their daughter and, oh, honey, sticks and stones may break your bones, but words will never hurt you. And it was a really good intention, but it was the biggest thing from the truth. Words do hurt. Words hurt bad. I was thinking about this and I actually went and got a stick and I was gonna bring it in here and I forgot it in my office. So my, my visual illustration is gone. It's just out the window, but I'm still gonna tell you guys anyways. Sticks can hurt a little bit and I guess they can be whittled down to a baseball bat or something like that and that'll hurt, you know. Uh, and, and they could do some damage and stones hurt. I know, stones hurt. Uh, however, words can have a bigger impact than both those if you want my personal opinion. 
if I get hit with a baseball bat, unless you do some serious damage, which you could, Pastor Daniel, I'm not talking to you. You're no, uh, unless you do some serious damage with a baseball bat, you hit me hard enough, pretty much to, I'm going to meet Jesus, you know, kind of thing. Unless you do that, I'm going to heal for the most part. Yet words do something different. Words do something different. Words, if, if we're not careful, we can grab onto a word that is said to us and it can make such a big impact. If you guys have your Bibles, flip open to Proverbs 18. Proverbs 18. If you're taking notes, the title of today's message, I went real simple. It's bullying because it's the only thing I could think of. So, so bullying is today's message. And point number one is broken bones. Broken bones. Words make such a big impact in our life. This is what Proverbs 18, 14 says. It says, the will to live can get you through sickness or a broken bone or anything. But it says, but no one can live with a broken spirit. How many of you guys, well, maybe I shouldn't ask this. This is a rhetorical question, so don't lift up your hands. But how many of you guys have been in a situation where someone has said something to you and it was basically like you were this nice big floating balloon of, of air and all of a sudden it was like they took a knife and jabbed it into it and you're just gone. Everything changes. One moment you were you know, having a good day, everything was exciting, you know, great. And then they say something and all of a sudden the next moment, it's like all your energy is gone. You're completely deflated. Words have such ability to get into us and do severe damage. And like the Bible says, you could get over being sick. You could get over someone taking a baseball bat to you. Not, I'm not suggesting this. Don't try it. But you can get over that kind of stuff. But in, unless you do some very careful things, words can get into you and can crush your spirit. Words can get in and do real damage. A person's destructive words or text messages or rumors about another person can put you into such a dark place. I was thinking this, this week I was praying and thinking about this message and I remember sitting in this very room when I was most of your guys' age, I was 16 and I was sitting about right here. And two rows in front of me, there was another student. And that student, I had just started coming to church. I started coming a week before I turned 16. So, and this is where I started coming. And I came here and I remember sitting in a chair right here. And I wasn't even able to pay attention to the message that was being taught. Because two rows in front of me, there was a student in this ministry that was so mean to me. And his actions, he didn't beat me up or punch me. He just, he made me feel like I didn't even exist. He made me feel like I wasn't even a person. 
And I can, it's, I can literally remember it to this day. That was hard. His words that he said to me, the way he treated me, brought me down so much that even today, almost 15 years later, I can remember it. The will to live can get you through sickness, but no one can live with a broken spirit. I was thinking about the effects of bullying and the eventual outcome of it. And I realized that the devil, who is where all this stuff comes from, I realize people are mean, but attacks always start from the devil. And his ultimate goal of bullying is that eventually we begin to believe it. Pastor Dwayne, I once heard him say in a message, he said, if you say something that's a lie loud enough and for a long enough time, eventually people begin to believe it. And I remember being in school and people would consistently treat me just with reject, they would be mean to me And eventually, I began to believe those things. And then I come and I start coming to church, start coming to Resurrection Life Church. And I meet a guy that treats me the same way. Eventually, if you're not careful, we begin to believe it. I was thinking about the strategies of the devil. First of all, do you guys know that the devil's stupid? Just, I want to make sure we understand this. Just say yes. I believe, I, I understand. You want, a, you want a Bible verse that says that the devil's stupid? All right. Proverbs 1.7. Proverbs 1.7 says the fear of the Lord or the respect for the Lord. The devil has no respect for the Lord. He tried to take the Lord, you know. Anyways, he's got no respect. So it says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. It's like step number one. So the devil's below that. So he has nothing going on up top. Just, boop, you know. Uh, so he's stupid. So we can understand that. But we've got we've to understand one thing, though. Though the devil may be stupid, he's very strategic. This is how the devil works. John 10.10 says the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So if the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy, even though he's not very intelligent, he comes to steal, kill, and destroy, and he's always going to work in ways that will manipulate situations to what he wants. So if the devil's trying to attack you in one way in one area of your life, he's going to also try to attack you in the same way in another area of your life because That's just how he works. So what happens is this. Tim, when he's in school, gets attacked one way. The devil's going to try to use everything he can to get Tim off of his rocker. How many of you guys uh, have have ever been on a rocking chair? In a rocking chair. Have you guys ever tipped over a rocking chair? Not a fun experience. Pastor Daniel has. Just so everybody knows, Pastor Daniel's done it. 
Uh, how many of you guys have ever been sitting in one of these chairs and it falls over? And what do you immediately try to do? You try to extend your legs and you try to balance yourself, right? The devil wants to get you up to that point where you're just about ready to tip over. And then he wants to get you right past it because if he can get you past it, he's going to get it. He's going to get you. I, I was thinking of it this way. He's going to get you out of the game. And that's what the devil wants. The devil wants to get you out of the game. He wants to get it where you're not a factor in what he's trying to do. And you're not a factor in a relationship with God. So he's not going to just attack you in one little area of your life. No, he's going to send his whole assault, but in different areas of your life. This is how battles used to be won. What would happen is if you wanted to take on an army, you would send most of your troops in that one direction, but then you would send a few like really sneaky uh, warriors around the back and then attack them from the back and you can kill everyone. And it's so oh, sweet, you know, diverging. Oh, dollars over. Cool. Yeah. Sorry. You guys are... You guys are my warriors. Come on, give me a war cry. Come on. Uh, This is the same way the devil works. So when we look at something like bullying, it's not that bullying itself is bad. I mean, it's horrible, but that's not the problem. The problem is that when we hear it, we can begin to believe it. And when we begin to believe it, we literally take ourselves out of the situation. But what we got to do is we've got to realize who we are. A couple weeks ago, Pastor Daniel brought a message on identity, right? This is what he said. He said, our value, if I can just put it in my words, because I'm me, my value doesn't come from the things that I do. It comes from who I am in God, right? My value doesn't come from the things I do. But if we're not careful, bullying and we begin to believe lies, we can begin to not think that God cares about us. And if we can, if if the devil can get us to have those thoughts, then we're just done. Pastor Daniel, like seven, eight years ago, taught a message. And I still remember this point to this day because I got the answer wrong. And he asked the question, who's the one person in the world that you can't ignore. And I was like, you know, Sunday school, God. And he's like, no, that's not the answer. Uh, The one person you can't ignore is yourself. So if we're not careful and, and we get into a situation where we're being bullied and we begin to believe those lies, then what do we do? We begin to speak them over ourselves. I was thinking about the ultimate result of bullying. If you're taking, if you're taking notes, point number two is ultimate results. If the devil can get us to start beating ourselves up. He has the upper hand. See, there's two ultimate results to bullying. The first one is the devil can get us to begin to attack ourselves. That's what I did. When I was in school, I would begin to say these things about myself. And what happens is it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. If I speak something into my life, it's going to happen. So the first ultimate result is that we can start to beat ourselves up. Psalms 139, though, says that you, and I want want you to, to catch this, especially if you're, in a situation where you're dealing with people bullying you. Because this is truth. This is from the Bible. Psalms 139 says, You, talking to God, you made 
my whole body, my whole being. So I'm gonna speak this over you. God made your whole being. He formed you in your mother's body. Praise him because you are made fearfully and wonderfully. Have you guys ever thought about how God took the time to knit each of us together in such individual and unique ways? I mean, just think about that. We all have different fingerprints. We all have different hair color. Mine spikes up right here. It just happens. We're all made so uniquely. And when God says that he made you fearfully and wonderfully, it means that he took such time to knit you together and such care to put all of your characteristics in you. And he has such a plan for you and such a call on your life. So the devil, because he comes to steal, kill, and destroy, he wants to get you to begin to attack yourself. And he wants to begin to have you bully yourself and begin to believe the lies that other people are saying against you. And then the second and most dangerous ultimate result, and this is where I want to kind of wrap up. We find in Hebrews 12, 15. Hebrews 12, 15 says, look after each other so that none of you fall, fails to receive the grace of God. Watch out that no poisonous root of bitterness grows up to trouble you, corrupting many. I wish I could travel back in time 14 years and sit back inside this ministry with that student that was picking on me. Because I tr carried that frustration and anger and hurt through so much of my life. But God says, don't let a root of bitterness grow up inside of you. Do not do it. And it actually challenges us to keep each other accountable. Don't let bitterness grow up because bitterness destroys from the inside out. My wife and I, we just bought a package of strawberries from Costco. You wanna know what the worst thing is? When you open up a brand new package of strawberries and you take a nice furry strawberry out, isn't that the worst? You wanna know what's the worst? When we looked at that package of strawberries from the outside, it looked healthy. But if I'm to leave that furry strawberry inside that nice container of plastic with those strawberries inside, what's going to happen? Eventually, all the strawberries are going to be bad, right? If you take a case of really nice tomatoes and put one bad tomato in it, 
that one bad tomato's nastiness is going to affect all the other tomatoes. The same thing's true with us. If we let a root of bitterness sit inside of us, we think we can keep it nice, cozy, tucked inside, and nothing's going to happen, but eventually it's going to grow and grow and grow. And it's going to affect all of us. The other day I was reading Proverbs 16. Proverbs 16, I came across verse 6. It says, Love and truth bring forgiveness of sins. By respecting the Lord, you will avoid evil. I read that and I was like, what did that just say? So I read it again. It says, Love and truth bring forgiveness of sin. Love and truth bring forgiveness of sin. And right when I read that, about the third time, it hit me. Kind of like God was saying, you want truth? And God was speaking to me and he said, Tim, the actions you did put Jesus on that cross. I was like, what? But then God kind of impressed it upon my heart that Jesus willingly went to the cross so that I could have a relationship with him. See, Jesus knew I was going to mess up. Jesus knew I was going to make mistakes. Jesus knew that when I didn't know the test answer, when I'm taking the test, I'm going to have a tendency and want to look at the person next to me. Jesus knew these things, but he still willingly went to the cross so that I could have forgiveness. And I was thinking about this message, and I was praying about this message, and God said, Jesus also went to the cross for that person in school that beat you up. Jesus also went to the cross to that person on the cheerleading team that keeps saying all sorts of bad things. And Jesus also went to the cross for that teacher that says such hateful things. Two thousand years ago, our Savior sat in a garden on his knees. praying and he was in such hurt because he knew what was coming that he was actually sweating drops of blood and when he sat there he said father if there's another way And this is basically what he said. He said, Father, if there's another way, let it be that. But I'm willing to do this. And when he looked inside his heart, he saw you. He said, I'm willing to do this.
what's going to free us more than anything from the effects of someone's words or actions. What's going to free us more than anything is realizing how much Jesus loves that person and how much Jesus loves you and me. Can I get you guys to bow your heads and close your eyes? Before we dismiss, before we transition to our next part of our service, I want to do two things. The first one I want to do is I want to open up an opportunity that if you have had someone bully you, if you have had someone do such mean things to you, and you have never had the ability to say, God, I want to forgive them, I want to open up an opportunity for that today. So this is what I'm going to do. No one's looking around. Everyone's heads are bowed. Everyone's eyes are closed. This is between you and God, but I want you to be able to do an action. So I'm going to count to three, and I just want you to raise your hand if that's you. Just saying, and that's just a, 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 an action that you could do to say, God, I'm giving this to you, and I'm releasing them from their sin just like you've released me from my sin, and I ask you to forgive them, and I ask for healing, and God will begin to heal from the inside out. So if that's you, when I count to three, I just want you to raise your hand. One, two, three. Raise up your hands right now if that's you. No one's looking around. There's hands going up. No one's looking around. Father, I begin to pray right now for every person that has their hands up. Lord, and I also pray for those individuals in here that are not able to raise their hands. Right now, I begin to ask you to heal them. Speak into their life, Lord, where they've got areas where they may have something going on inside, so much hurt, so much anxiety, so much fear. Lord, I ask you to begin to speak to that area. May your peace and your joy go into that area and your love go into that area and begin to transform them from the inside out, Lord. And I pray protection over them right now in the name of Jesus Christ. I say whatever's going on in their life that is causing this situation to happen, I ask you to remove it right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Jesus, you went to that cross so many years ago for our healing and our redemption and us to be freed. So I just speak freedom right now into those areas. Also, I want to open up an opportunity that if you've not asked Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior, I want you to be able to do that today because that's the foundation that will carry you through your life. So with every head still bowed, every eye still closed, when I count to three, if that's you, just raise up your hand. If you say, I want Jesus to be my Lord and Savior today, I want to make him the Lord of my life. He's the King of kings. He's the Lord of lords. When I count to three, if that's you, raise your hand. One, two, three. Raise up your hands if that's you. Yep, hand, hands. All right, here's what I want to do. If you raise your hand or you didn't, I want you to repeat after me. Just say, Jesus, today... I give myself to you. I ask you to forgive my sins. And I make you the Lord of my life. In Jesus' name.
Amen.